TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome back. Midday show. Hugh Douglas Show. Gilio. You know what that music means. It means we're ready to bring on our next guest, John Ritchie, who joins us, of course. On a football Friday as we get ready for the postseason. John, how you doing today? John. What's up, guys? Well, John, we're just trying to figure out this week. It's, yeah, what's going on? John, I has, mean, it, yeah, that's it, has it felt as weird for you this week as it has for us? Because it hasn't felt, in the last couple of days, we've tried to move it towards the game. But it hasn't felt like a playoff week at all. Oh, it's it's been plenty weird. That's for sure. Uh, don't know what to make it. Normally, this is the, the most exciting time of the NFL season. Uh, and... Uh, you know, you got the butterflies. They're good butterflies. You anticipate the the glory you're about to encounter in a win. I don't feel very confident right now, fellas. So, so John, hope or believe in Monday? Do you hope they win Monday, or do you believe that they're going to win Monday? Well, I, I hope. I mean, I believe my eyes. I believe <laughs> what I've seen uh, for the last month and a half, and. It's bad. Despite what Nick Sirianni tells us, uh, you know, he says your numbers sometimes are what they say you are. Yeah, I, sadly, I, I think that's that's the case here. We're one and five over the last six games. Yeah, let's hear that. So th- this was yesterday, John. I, I want give us and you reacted this morning. Give, give us your reaction to this after you hear it again because it it blew me away listening to it yesterday. Here's uh, Nick Sirianni yesterday's press conference. We're not right now playing and coaching where we where we want to be or where we had uh, throughout the year. But, you know, we know that in first and second down, what do you really look at in first and second down? You look at yardage and you look at points. We're in the top ten of both of those for the second year in a row. Uh, you look at third down, uh, I think we're number three in third down. You look at red zone, we're in the top ten of red zone. So those are more really important uh, statistical categories that you look at a lot to kind of – you know, think about like your numbers sometimes are what you, what they say what they say you are. John, your numbers are <laughs> what they say they are. Sadly, that's true. Uh, we've only scored twenty and a half points per game over the last month and a half. Uh, our points per game differential is almost ten over the last month and a half. That happens to be the fourth worst in the NFL. Our turnover differential is minus eight which is the worst in the NFL. You know, our defense, we're 30th in points per game allowed. 25, over 25 points per game allowed. That's an important stat, guys. We're 31st in opponent third down percentage. Every team I've ever been on, 
they point to third down conversion percentage as a critical factor, a direct indicator of success, whether you win or lose. And uh, we're 31st in stopping opponents on third down. 21 touchdowns against us in the last six weeks is the worst in the league. Uh, takeaways, we're tied for 23rd with 18. Facts we know about last year when we had 70 of them. This year we're uh, 20th. It's just we're 26th in yards per game allowed. I, our offense, by the way, Jalen has a sub-90 quarterback rating in five of the last six games, and we've scored under 20 points in three of our last five games. We were only eighth in the NFL rushing the football. When I thought we should have been first with our talent, we fail constantly at blitz pickup. We get blitz more than any other team in the league as a result. Jalen ranking 27th in the league when teams sent blitzes of six or more. We watch him break the pocket consistently, consistently with sim pressures when only four are coming. It's, it's driving me insane. I, I cannot believe Nick Sirianni went there. That he said, you, you are what your numbers say you are. Because our numbers say we are horrendous. And our coach has, has done a terrible, terrible job. He has done so much, so much less with more. So, so with that being said, John, do you, do you, are, you in the, are you in the camp where Coach Sirianni, you know, he should be, you know, coaching for his job Monday? Yeah, I, absolutely. Uh, we have a high standard here. It is an historical uh, time in terms of, like, coaches available out there on the market. Holy cow. You got Bill Belichick and his entire former staff potentially available. Uh, I, I like the sound of that. Mike Grable out there, Jim Harbaugh out there, a lot of these young up-and-coming offensive minds out there. Yes. Uh, Nick Sirianni, even without the incredible talent available coaching-wise on the market, I would say we have a higher standard here. We hold our coaches to a higher standard, and I think that's fine. He needs to do better. He's acknowledged that. I think that the outcome of this game, if it is as ugly as what we've seen over the past six weeks, his, his job should absolutely be on the line. I agree with you. We're talking to John Ritchie here. John, all right, let's talk about the game itself Monday. John, if they're going to go down there and win, how are they going to do? Like, what do you think they have to do Monday to win this game? Besides the obvious, you know, which is like tackle when they're, the guys are in open space and they don't tackle these days. But from a, a schematic standpoint, how do you think they go down there and win the game? And obviously you brought up the blitzing stuff. We, we know what's going to happen. Todd Bowles is going to blitz Jalen Hurts. Yeah. What do the Eagles have to do to get out of there with a win? You got to run the football to avoid the blitz. Uh, we can't pick the blitz up. We've seen that all year long. It's been a failure. Uh, and we don't, I don't think we have the, the basic foundation in terms of, you know, reassigning the mic and sight, adjust, sight adjusting our routes, hot routes, that sort of thing. I don't, I, despite the fact that, that our coach tells us we have that stuff available, I still I haven't seen it run properly this season. So uh, I, I think we just need to run the football. Run the football like we did the last time we played these guys. We, we ran it 40 times, 201 yards. Even though we had so much success running the ball against them last time, it was still our hang-up. If you remember back in September, we were going crazy. Why did they stop running the football after DeAndre Swift exploded for, you know, 14 yards on the opening drive, 14 yards on the second drive of the game? Why are they still throwing it? And then finally we settled in, started running it more in the second half. 
We continually resist running the football when it's obvious that that should be our bread and butter, our identity. It should be our identity. We have an identity crisis here. Uh, you know, Nick Sirianni told us now that, that we're supposed to be a uh, tough-minded running football team, rough and tumble. Meanwhile, earlier in the season, I thought we were a passing team. Uh, I don't know that the players understand the identity that they're supposed to be playing with at this point in time. All of this points that the coaching staff needs to do a better job. John, I'm sure you heard the comments. Uh, Dallas had Dallas Goddard had with us a couple days ago, but, you know, in a sense, overlooking the Giants and the Cardinals. John, I've started to wonder, hearing Dallas, and we appreciate his honesty, but I was just shocked at what he said. You know, Sidney Brown, after one of the games a couple weeks ago against the Cardinals, said we just lost the worst team in the NFL. Fletcher, after the game against the Giants Sunday, said we just got beat by a bad team. It starts to feel to me, John, that they have a self, uh, an inflated sense of themselves, that they almost think that they're great and they could just do whatever wow. and win. I, I, I'm just blown away by that because you don't usually hear players talk like that about themselves or other teams. That's incredible, Joe. It's a, it's a really interesting observation. And we're not the team that we expected to be. We're not the team we want to be. And now, to compensate, we basically have to do what these lesser teams who've beaten us have done to us. We have to shorten the game. We have to run the football. We have to stop worrying about what it looks like in terms of flashiness. Just, and we have to physically punish the opponent and try to outpossess them and protect our defense. Like, we have become such a lesser version of ourselves, and we're going to have to try to scrape together a win by doing it the way that the lesser opponents that we talk about as lessers uh, have beaten us. Okay, speaking, speaking of scraping together a win, John, the, the Philadelphia, even though we know our quarterback is a little banged up, the Philadelphia Eagles win if finish that sentence. If DeAndre Swift carries the ball 20 times, if – we focus more on the RPO than we have for the majority of this season, and we get back to running the football mostly with DeAndre Swift, but Jalen Hurts needs to tote it as well, uh, hold that backside. John, we'll end with this uh, before I let you go for uh, what should be a really fun weekend around the NFL. John, other than eagles Bucks. Which one of the games this weekend are you most looking forward to? And the NFL could not have hit a bigger home run here. The storylines are just the best. I mean, Tyreek Hill going oh, back to Kansas City, the weather in that game, <laughs> and then, of course, the Goff-Stafford thing, and McCarthy against the Packers. Which one of these games intrigues you the most? Well, Miami has been fascinating to me all throughout, and, and Andy Reid, we know uh, what a connection we have there. But I, I can't wait to watch – the Rams go back there to Detroit. They actually have a chance. The Rams are playing so well. It's Matthew Stafford having a chance to go back and beat the Lions. That is incredible. I, I love the, the energy that, uh, you know, Coach Campbell brings, and, and that's going to be a slobber knocker. It will, that's a great word for it. First home playoff game they've had since 1994. It's going to be an incredible atmosphere. It. John, have a great weekend. We'll see you next week, and we'll talk soon. Appreciate you. Sounds good, guys. Take care. There he goes. John Ritchie joining us there to give his thoughts. He did not hold back on Nick Sirianni. No, he didn't. He brought he brought the numbers. We're, we're good at math on this show. Maybe we need more Stanford you know, and Michigan students on this show that would help us. You know, we, we, I mean, we do have a pretty smart guest, right? We have Ross Tucker from yeah, Princeton. Very, very John. Smart. Yeah, yeah, it helps make no, the show smarter. You know, mm. you know, I just thought it was funny or interesting, I should say, that Coach Sirianni picked that time to throw numbers at us. 
you know, that that's telling. You you have to, a lot of times when you hear these press conferences and everything, you hear these coaches talk, you have to pay particular attention to to how they talk about things strategically. And and to me, that was strategic, you know, talking about how well this offense is playing and where they are as far as the hierarchy of all offenses go. Because he that's almost the equivalent of like, do you believe me or do you believe your lying eyes? Because our lying eyes, in, in this case, they're telling us basically that, you know, this team isn't that good. But then he comes back and tells us what the numbers say. When you talk about us compared to every other NFL team, that we're, we're right there. We're, we're not talking about the teams in the league right now. We're talking about the teams that are in the playoffs because that's a different category. Now, if you talk about the playoff teams and what you've been in the last couple of weeks, because, see, you could take those numbers from the first 11 games and you add them with the last six, seven games. Well, that's math, but you know what I mean. Uh, the six games. And that averages out to putting you exactly where you want to be. But that's not what we're talking about. Give us the small sampling size of the six games that we were just in. Yeah, it's also disingenuous because it's it, – yes, they may have similar points per game, but we all watched last year. They got up on teams, and then they ran the ball and ran the clock out in the second half. So, yes, yeah, sure, maybe last year you scored 29, and I don't know, whatever this year is. What do they have, 26, 27 a game? It's not that much difference. It is. Because this year you've had to you've had to play catch up. It's easier to score when you're down and playing catch up. It's just a different kind of game when it's back and forth. I mean, it, it, I, every number can be spun a certain way. I, I don't think anyone thinks it's a bad offense. I just don't. We all feel the same thing. They should be better based on the players they when, have. When you talk about to me, this is this is where I I see the disconnect. Now, if the 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 standard wasn't as high as you said it. That argument would be valid if you're talking about a team that was coming off of a six-win season from last year to have that kind of growth and, and be in the playoffs. That that would be a valid argument. But when you talk about what we've been told all year long, the fact that we got all excited when we saw on Jalen's screensaver, the, the confetti of the team that beat him in the Super Bowl, and, and the fact that we've been you know, conditioned with wordplay and, and nice cliches to feel like this team is better than what it has shown us. You're not living up to that standard that you set for yourself. You set this standard at the beginning of the year that you're falling short on. And when we call you out on it, you're getting mad at us or, or talking to us like we're doing something wrong. You know, you set the standard because you're the one that told us. You know, when you, you talk about it, it's funny because early in, in in this process when when Jalen would do his press conference and everything and he would have his little smart quips and everything it was cool and we all let it go because we knew that you know the team was winning and it was not a whole lot to say but that act has worn thin over the last couple of weeks it's worn thin because you haven't lived up to the standard that you've set for yourself you haven't done it right and it's all based on expectations so yes. like it, it, some teams a coach could sit up there and say I'm 12th in the NFL in yards per play and their fan base might say oh yeah I'll take that we're getting better this team has gone backwards from last year where it was in a lot of a lot of metrics 2155929494 let's go to uh, we got Ron Ron Amako's up hey Ron yo yo Ron what's up guys what's, what's up, up today man? what do you got for us listen you know you, yes. you're, you're pounding my little buddy into the ground all day today. You know, he, he, he comes out. Joe a lot of girth. That. Oh, he's, he, you're pounding him. He's, he, that's what Joe does, though. Once he sticks his foot in the ground, that's it. He's a mm -hmm. bulldog. You know, he, he ain't changing his mind. So, 
so listen, I, I did some simple math over here, right? Yeah. It's really easy. Okay, the coach. Let's start with the coach. The coach, the first year, hands over the play calling, right? I think the same year, he stands in front of the press and uh, asks the defensive questions, and he says flat out, I have nothing to do with the defense. Okay, this is when I knew we had a problem, by the way. Okay? Uh, and then... It, then he boils it. We boil it down. Well, no, you know, he's a, he's he's the manager. He's the overseer. You know, the overlord. You know, guess what? He failed at that. Okay, look at the condition of the team. Okay, he's failed at that. Now you got a QB. Okay, he gets hurt in the second week on a design called QB draw. Okay, he's stuck in the ground like an arrow. Okay, the kid's been on one leg the whole year. Okay. Now he's got a bad throwing hand, okay? All right, so so from there, our O-line can't pick up the blitz for the last six weeks, mm -hmm. okay? So I know I got a question at the end of this here, mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, if he can't throw the ball, and we know we got to run the ball, burn the clock, and field position, you're telling me Mariota can't do this? If he cannot throw the ball, not only can he not throw the ball, that means he can't grip the ball. Well, if, means, Ron, if he can't do those ball, things, if he can't do those things, Mariota's got to come in the game, and that's it. Okay, okay, so there, so there you have it, all right? So the question I have for you guys is, what would you rather have, if you had a choice right now, what would you rather have? Would you have, rather have one of these, these top coaches that are, on the, that are on the block right now, or would you want to win this Bucs game? One Which of the would you uh, have Ron, right now? it's Ron. It's a great question. Ron, I, th I think Ron's next career is producing at WIP, and that's a, it's a good question. It's one that we uh, a caller about an hour ago something? brought up. No, I'm, I'm not, not a, saying replacing fan, you. As, I'm just saying a, like oh. we'll add him to the rotation. Yeah, Come on, I'm, I'm actually with as him. a fan or as a, as a player. Well, I, no, I, as, as, go ahead. You as, a, as a player, I want to win. Yeah, well, you don't care about next year as a player. Yeah, you're in the moment. Yeah, I'm in the moment. As a fan, if 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 gets weird. All right, the question posed that way, very simply by Ron, would I rather a win on Monday night? Or one of the top coaches next week. I would rather one of the top coaches next week. I'm not gonna lie to you. I mean, like, I, no, I mean, I hear you, and, 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 I, and I think, to be honest, Joe, I think a lot of people feel the way that you feel. You look at the cornucopia of coaches that are out there, the names that familiar names, names that people associate with success. They want that, but I think that a lot of times, fans are very, very emotional, and you have to step back and be realistic about that. Like when when people say the name coach. Coach Belichick, I hear what you're saying. Coach Belichick is 70-some-odd years old. Yeah, his ageism that bother me. I, I know it doesn't, and I'm not. And, and ageism is not what I'm trying to do. But Nick Saban is an older gentleman who's stepping down because he's he's tired of the grind. Coach Coach Belichick might be tired of the grind. Oh, I don't think he is. Uh, Coach Coach uh, Carroll might be tired of the grind. Let some of these young Thundercats, man, let some of them get get a run. Yeah, but they might stink. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's a proven commodity. Yeah. No question about that. And you talk about a guy, because I've heard I've seen reports where it says that this team is tailor made for Coach Belichick. The Eagles. Yes. Yeah. And all that other stuff. I get that. But there there are other young coaches that could probably get the same results that Coach well, Coach Belichick. Yeah, and, and to Ron's question, it didn't have to be Belichick. It could be Mike Vrabel, it could be Ben Johnson, it could be Jim Harbaugh. Like it just it just the way it was framed, that question. I would rather the great coach and enter in next season. And, and part of that is just because how I feel about this team going on a run. Like, I think 
if you felt the team really could go win the Super Bowl, that's different. Then, of course, you, there's no question you just choose to win on Monday. Uh, but, look, when the game kicks off, we're all going to want the same thing. We're going to have to win. It's a matter of how it plays out and how we feel. 215-592-9494. Chris is in Wilmington. Hey, Chris. Yeah, I think the, part of the problem, yeah, you drafted Hurts in the second round, and that normally means that you're going to need a coach's staff to help bring him along to fix the issues that why he wasn't drafted in the first round. You know, you go look at t- top player callers over the past five years, probably McVay and uh, Shanahan. Mm-hmm. And what, do, what do they do effectively? They run the ball. They have bunch formations where they put their lead receiver. You got Cup or Debo. They're they're kind of set off the line and they get a free release. They get they them set, in open space and give the quarterback. Set the yeah, up, they set yeah. the quarterback up for success. Yep. They're not doing that with Hurts. Hurts Hurts needs a good a good uh, coaching system, and a coaching system is not going to give it to him. Hurts can't win it by himself. You know, it's, he's not worth a two fifty, but you do have to pay quarterbacks, so you overpay them nowadays. Because what what else are you going to get out? Well, there? and they also were caught, Chris, just the way his you know the timing of his, no, his breakout yeah. season, right? If they didn't pay him, they'd have to franchise I him, mean, and that becomes a whole thing. Daniel Jones is overpaid. Yeah, but well, here's the other course. thing that goes against the coaches' staff, and you probably answer this better than anybody. Why do you have three four got the, uh, the coordinators came up with a three four system, and you're running a four three? Is I mean that isn't that a problem for the defense? Well, they've been running a hybrid for like the last three to four years. They've been doing that for a while, like like from. From what I've from seen, from when Gannon got here, yeah, yeah. That, they've been running this defense for a while, so I don't think I don't think that's a, a big issue. I don't know. I just, I mean, but well, it's it's, it's a hybrid. Yeah, you know, if you didn't, if you didn't, like, you know, I I know what you're getting at because it, they they slide into a four four man front a lot. Yeah, but it's technically a three four because when you look at the personnel on the field, like it's Reddick, a three, Reddick's four, yeah. a three four outside linebacker. Yeah, yeah, and that's why he's been dropping back in coverage and sweat. Uh, he's 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 a linebacker as well, or he drops into coverage sometimes. So yeah, it, it it's it's technically a four three, but they 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 call it a three four. Yeah, and of course, and Chris, we appreciate it. you got to draft the guys that could fit the the whole thing. I mean, that's... yeah, because BG's been an outside linebacker for what the last four or five years. Well, when Gan- when Gannon got here, they shifted to like that hybrid thing yeah. where they stood up the outside guys on on you know pass rushing downs. That that happens. Um, I I don't think this is a matter of they have wrong fits. I don't think they have good enough players on defense. How many good players do they have on this defense? Slay? Slay's a pretty good player. Pretty good player at I don't, this point. Reddick? I feel like when you say Sweat. good player, no disrespect to him, but the the corners need to be they need to be a little bit more uh they need to be in the run game a little bit more. So how many good players have any it's not that many. No, Carter. Not. Yeah. Davis fell off. Was he good this year? Is pretty good altogether? They don't I think have he many, was decent. Yeah, they he don't have many. I mean, we, we, you and I can't come up with a, a, hand, a handful of good players on defense. This is the problem more than 4-3-3-4. Four, three, three, four. They just don't have enough good players on that side of the football. That's, that, that's been an issue for most of the season. All right, 215-592-9494. Your phone call is coming up. Do you put this game more in Hurts or Sirianni? All pro selections are out. Which Eagles made it? Plus, a loaded Q&A today. A lot of stuff we have to get Hughes reacts to. You can react as well. 215-592-9494. It's the Midday Show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Are you in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle? Want the largest selection in the Delaware Delaware Valley with the best pricing available? Of course you do. And that's why I'm here to tell you about my friends at Apollo Auto Sales. For over 20 years, Apollo has been buying and selling top quality vehicles. And while other dealers tell you that your credit is bad, you cannot get a car. At Apollo, they don't use the word no. They just say yes. Good credit, bad credit, no credit, no worries. Stop by Apollo Auto Showroom in Delta Drive in Sewell, New Jersey, or shop online today at ApolloPreOwned.com.
Audible.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. And, and you try and find, your, when you're connected, you try and find uh, ways to connect with them, common bonds. You put, yeah. You put yourself in their shoes. You know, and, and players have mentioned, like, various different things that you've done with them, whatever topic it may be. But, like, what's the one thing that you go with with Jalen? Um, man, I, I, will, I will say this with Jalen. Um, again, don't want to discuss too much of just our personal uh, discussions, but, like, we both love football. Like, extremely oh. love football. And sometimes when, when two people love football that much – uh, there, there's a lot of side conversations to be able to add because it always comes back to football. Um, and, and I value, sometimes I value that relationship uh, the most because just, you know, it is something you're trying to find that common bond with guys. And I love it when it's football because I love football too, you know. Just football guys. Just football guys talking football. Welcome back. It's the Midday Show. Hugh Douglas, Joe Giglio. He's here and asked about how they connect. He said football. So on the meetings on the way to lunch, they talk about football. You know what's bad about that? And he's been like this forever. But because of the situation, it just makes it worse. When you hear him talk now, it's almost like it was in his first press conference. And you read way too much into what's being said. I don't give a shit. Your head's kind of turning sideways yes. if you listen. Like That's the unfortunate. And, and you know what? We're at a point now as fans. We don't even care. We're, we're, we're upset. We're upset because right now we, we have put our coach in idiot range. The first part of being smart is knowing what to do. See, that's what, that's what we've done. That's what we've done. We, and and, and I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to protect him or, or defend him. I'm just pointing out the obvious. I'm being Captain Obvious right now. Because when it gets bad, boy, when it gets bad, it gets bad. Like, just to hear – from the beginning of this thing, when we were winning, how everybody loved when Coach, oh, he's so cute. That's so funny. The relationship has gone bad, man. The life cycle of a coach in Philadelphia is un- <laughs> unlike anything else. The relationship has gone bad. It's time to break up. What do they call this, an amicable? Oh, those are my favorite, yeah. Am- we both nobody decided gets, to move on. Nobody <laughs> gets fired anymore in pro sports. It's an amicable. No, you got fired. See, this, this is, I'm familiar with these because these are kind of like the relationships that I've had over the <laughs> last couple months. Is it amicable? Yeah, it's like it's just like it start out cool, yeah. but then after a while it just don't work you out You got no fired. More. Yeah, yeah, I get, I get fired like, oh, <laughs> so I ain't got no, no girlfriend now. <laughs> <laughs> Poor he's getting put, fired. Put this in, put this in the personal perspective. I, I I I feel this pain when it starts to go south. I feel that. I, I know what that feels like. Good thing in real life, there's not a drop board of the dumbest things you said in a relationship. That would hurt. Those those Hey Kyle, I get a whole bunch of them. You know what, Hugh? I'm tired. You have a nice life. <laughs> you know what, Hugh? We'll call I'm this tired. amicable. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. I'm done. Or no. This is the one I get all the time. You know what, Hugh? I'm done. You're good. <laughs> You're good. I'm done is a strong one. I'm like, what? 
<laughs> well, is you Douglas okay? Yeah, I guess. He's not okay. Oh, <laughs> okay. uh, you know who's okay? The guys on the Eagles who made all first team or second team All Pro. We got those coming down here. Here's here we have three second team All Pro guys, one first team All Pro, or three second team All Pro players. AJ Brown, second team All Pro receiver. Interesting. Lane Johnson, second team All Pro. Congratulations. I wonder Lane. if Penny Sewell took that. I didn't look yet, but I, I wonder if he's overtaken him now as the best right tackle. And then. Jake Elliott, second team, all pro, best kicker, Eagles history. Yeah. Jake Elliott. I don't, uh, uh, you did that on purpose, though. I'm going to let that one I did, go. yeah. Right? You did that on purpose. Well, it's, it's true. <laughs> Who got the one kicker spot? Was it the Allred fella from uh, Dallas? Who ha- I think he only missed this past game. Like, it was his first miss all yeah. year. I didn't see if it was him, but He's been uh, unbelievable. he was really good. No, who was, it? Didn't, uh, was it last year that Dallas, was it Dan Bailey? Who missed like four extra points in the uh, wild card game against the Or it was a Brett Maher. Brett Maher. Yeah, was so it was yeah. one of those, you know. Yeah. And then they decided if they were taking them to the next game and they had tryouts <laughs> the whole week, it was peak Cowboys. But we did have one first team All Pro, and that would be Jason Kelsey. So that's his sixth first team All Pro as a center. There's only, I just, I just was looking this up, there's only 55 players ever that have at least six team All Pros in the history of football. And like 52 of them or 53 of them are in the Hall of Fame. One of them's Aaron Donald. He's obviously going to the Hall of Fame when he's done. There's like two other guys ever that had this many All-Pros and didn't make the Hall of Fame. What I'm basically saying is he, he's he's going to the Hall of Fame. I mean, Jason Kelsey probably already was a lock, but this just adds to it. How about Hugh? He just – so he now has the exact same amount of All-Pros as Dion, Junior Seau, Barry Sanders, six yeah, first going. team. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a that's a kiss the baby moment right there. Yeah, that's a whole. Congratulations to him, man! Congratulations to him. Now he can still play, and we'll see how long he wants to. But he still could play. Will in the Northeast. What's up, Will? How y'all gentlemen doing today? Good, Will. What are you thinking? Man, listen, I just heard Sirianni talk about I love football. I love football too, but what I like, what I love more, is winning. That's what I love more, man. You know what I'm saying? And and. What I'm hoping the Eagles don't fall for, I hope they'll fall for this backup for us to lose to another backup quarterback. If if um, Mayfield decide to to go out or sit out or get hurt and he can't play anymore, I mean, there's a lot of things that we need to focus on, man. You know, as far as you know, um, you know the do's and don'ts. My do's is run the run the ball. Don't try to run the, the uh, clock out playing conservative. Listen. We we go all in on every team. We cannot underestimate any team, and we gotta play hard, man. And Sirianni, you gotta you gotta make some game plans. You gotta change some formations. You gotta put some people in motion. You gotta you gotta pull everything out the hat now, man. All that talk is out the door. It's zero zero, man. It's go hard or go home. So now it's all up to the coaches, and it ain't about the coaching, it ain't about the quarterback. It's about the team. And it takes a team effort to win, man. So let's get back to how we was doing in the beginning of the year, how we did the last three seasons coming into the fourth, and let's let's show the teams that we're the team to beat, man. Everybody feared this for almost three seasons. We was the talked about team. So let them talk again. And let's get to the Super Bowl, man. One game at a time. And we start this Monday. And let's get it, man. Let's go, let's Will. It's, it starts oh, you on Monday. Will, you don't get Will no rock. I was about to say, oh, you don't yeah. get no rocky music. Now you need it. You know that's real rap, man. Enough, enough. The game, playing is over, all the arguments and all that. Throw that out the window. We got to play team ball. And please, please, 
do not put that uh what's his name Mario in because well, if you do you know and I like I, and one one more thing real quick. I know we ain't come this far just for no playoffs. We ain't come just to make the playoffs. We came to go to the big dance again. Well, that, that was Will. the plan. Yeah, that was the plan. Will, can I ask you a question before we leave, man? Before you leave, yes, sir. are you married? Yes, sir. Am I married? Yes. No, I'm single, brother. <laughs> no, I was about to ask because you said something that, and I just wanted to get some some background. When you said when you when you're arguing, put the argument aside. I was going to ask you, how does that work when you tell your wife a significant other to do that? <laughs> When you want to oh, get, when you, when you try to be on listen, the same, you know, same that, page, how you do that? I'll, I'll, I'll walk away, let the thing, let everything cool down, and then come back to it. For real? For so real. That, but, but it's still, the argument is still probably Well, Will's there. just trying to let the main thing be the main <laughs> thing. I got yeah. you. Hey. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I appreciate you. You got it, Will. We appreciate it, man. No, I just, and see, this is how my mind works, people, so bear with me. Like, we're asking we're asking a bunch of grown ass men to do something that we don't even do in our day to day lives. Like, you know what I'm saying? When you're arguing with your significant other, hey, can we just get past this and make the main thing the main thing? And she looks at you or he looks at you and be like, no, we're going to, whatever we're going through, we're about to go through this. Just keep the main, man, we should all use Jalen hey, Hurst's lines and hey, arguments, see how they work out. That, that is like, I just find it funny. Like, all of a sudden, we have not been getting along this whole season. So much so that, what's the story? It's rotten from the inside. Well, there's that, and now AJ's deactivating his he, socials, he, he, he wiping been, the Eagles away from after, everything. After he told us two weeks ago that he wasn't going to be a distraction. He told us that, didn't he? He told us that a week ago. Well, they did the escape room. <laughs> he, he, did the, he, <laughs> he told us that. So this should tell you everything you need to know right now. When your when your wife and significant other tell you it's okay, it ain't okay. Like we we, we how come we don't know this as human beings? How come we don't know this? Which one of Jalen Hurts's uh, Jalen Hurtsisms you think would work the worst in an argument with a significant other? Keep the main thing the main. Actually, thing. Actually, I, I think I know what it is. It's which the one, one from yesterday. What's that? You don't know what you don't know. Ooh, no, no, no! Don't one, say that one. That wouldn't work. No, don't say that, that one. That would only make things worse. Sammy is up next on WIP. What's up, Sammy? Oh, boy, here I go. Long time, first time, every time. Good afternoon, Hugh. Always in my prayers. Good morning, Joe. How you doing, brother? What's Good, Sammy. On? What's up, man? I got a lot to say. We're going to get it all in. First, Joe, this segment is called How Well Do You Know Your Host? Hugh Douglas had a great career in the NFL. Right on the spot, brother. How many career sacks does you have? 80. Oh, I love it. What was his highest sack total in what year? Come on, you can get this. 2,000. How many? 15 and a half? 15, you were close. Ooh. Good job, brother. I'm pretty good at math. Math. Hugh, yeah. I don't know how he does it, but he does it. And by the way, Hugh, yeah. we are both born in the beautiful year of 1971. All right. Joe, we're both vegans. The only difference is I'm over 340 pounds. I don't know how you keep the weight off, brother. No, Joe's a vegetarian. Well, I got to ask you, Sammy, 340 and a vegan. I, that, first of all, God, know, God bless dude, you. How, how you pulling that off? I know. I used to be a model. I mean, people look at me like, you are good looking. I said, nah, nah. <laughs> now you look at me and I'm like, what is going on? How did I gain the weight? Oh, my God. He's a vegetarian. Well, I got you know what? Maybe I got to start taking your your recipes and I'll put a little weight on. And you'll take mine and we'll, we'll even out. We'll meet in the middle, Sammy. How's that work? All right, but we got to get to the – we got to yes. get to – I was going to say the main thing. Jalen is just – hey, listen, he's a weird kind of guy. I like him, 
but you can never have an argument with the guy because he's never going to, like, say what you want him to say. To re- he would be tough in a relationship. You know, what's wrong, honey? What's wrong? I don't want to go to bed angry. Oh, come on, honey. We just got to keep it on the uh, He would have some excuse. So I don't know. I mean, Jalen, I, I don't know. Honestly, I know people that know Nick. I don't think they're great friends. I think Jalen is very distant. You saw him in the – remember he was with Carson? And uh, uh, remember uh, those two, would sit, they wouldn't even speak on the sideline. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and, and even Mariota, Mariota tried to talk to him. Carson, I mean, you never see Jalen engage except for AJ. But listen, you know the question, you know the answer. This game falls on Jalen. He doesn't have to do it. He's got to take over the game. There's quarterbacks that actually have to step up. Well, Jalen has to do that. You already played Tampa two years ago with Tom Brady. We know what happened. They came back and made it look good. No, it didn't look good. You got to win this game. How excited am I going to get in the car? 340 pounds. I can barely get in that car. That's what oh, I'm talking I'm about. The Eagles. My Eagles are playing a game against Tampa. They gave the Eagles a lone Monday night. Can you believe that? I thought we were going to get the Saturday at 430 person. They gave us the only game on Monday night to end the year. You know what we're going to do. What are we going to do? You know we're going to win 28 10. The Buccaneers are last. They're, they are last. Sammy, I need an Eagles chant. Sammy, before you run out of gas, give me a chant. What's your question, Bo? Give me an Eagles chant, Sammy. (laughs) Sammy, I love you, man. I don't don't believe he's 340 pounds. You know why? Why? Because Chris called here every week and Chris be about to die. (laughs) When Chris does his call. So, Chris, if you're listening, you got some work to do, bro. Love you to death, but if if, if Sammy three hundred some pounds, oh, he killing you, dog. You, you need to get your cardio game. I bro. asked for the Eagles chant because did you guys feel it? Sammy was running on E there at the end. No, I, but I, he, he was strong though. He was, was strong. Great. He was strong on E. I just wanted to make sure I had that in him before it was that. That was great. That was good. I didn't even need to make a drop out of that. Eagles I'm gonna chant. need to replay that. Oh yeah. my goodness, that was awesome. All right, before we go any further, it's a Friday. It's football which means it's time to get to a Hugh and a here. All right, during the football season, we do a Hugh and a We do a Hugh and a all the time on Fridays, but I get to ask the questions to you, football-themed questions here to you, Douglas. So, yes. Hugh, I wanted to throw, throw some audio at you, your, re- your reaction to some of this stuff. I'm curious what you thought of Fletcher Cox yesterday. He responded, of course, a couple of days ago, Javon Hargrave said, and eh, they don't really practice that hard in Philadelphia. A little different kind of atmosphere to San Francisco. Well, Fletcher yesterday, he responded. Here's what he had to say. Through today, it's a practice, and maybe padded practice, right? Do you think that's a good thing here? Oh, yeah, we practice today, Hargrave, by the way. You say we don't practice, so. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we practice today. So, um, we always practice around here. We practice hard when we do practice. Um, the guys do a really good job. Coach do a really good job of, uh, you know, taking care of us. Um, you know, we all know it's a long season, but, you know, we had some time off. Um, so, uh, you know, Coach probably want to get, get guys, you know, back running around, getting their hands together. Um, hands right. Me, myself, you know, I don't mind it. Um, good physical practice. So, it'll be short, but um, I'm sure we need it. Uh, what do I make of that? Yeah, a Fletcher's response. I, I, I think Fletcher was being, you know, tongue-in-cheekish with it, but you don't need to respond to that, man, because when you respond to something that Hargraves has said because he's he's somewhere else and the position that you're in, it gets blown out of proportion, which it is. I mean, it it's you you shouldn't even respond to the hard work thing, especially with all the rumors and speculation going around that you guys don't work hard and the fact that y'all tied. 
y'all tired. Like, it's just not a good look, bro. I understand you're trying to be tongue-in-cheek and, and jokey-jokey in this moment. Y'all, like, to be honest, and it's it's not fair, but it is what it is, y'all not in a position right now to be jokey-jokey about nothing. Like, nothing you say is going to come off as being hilarious. Like, even when you, you're trying to be funny, just go ahead, man, go to work, and, and try to get this W money. That's that's your best bet. Do you want more comedy? I have more comedy for you. Yeah, yeah give it to me. Oh, I want you to hear your reaction to Darius Slay uh, and the idea that maybe it's better this game's on the road so they don't have to deal with potential booze here in Philadelphia. That might be a good thing right about now. You know what I'm saying? Going on the road. So, uh, but, you know, we did want a home game for the fans because they deserve it. But it might be a good thing to go on the road, man. Uh, yeah, because, uh, boy, they get to booing fast. <laughs> they get to booing fast when you, you go down, like, two touchdowns or – Maybe sputter offensively or maybe give up a touchdown. <laughs> this is the thing. Like, when did this become a, a fan's problem? Like, that that would be my question. And, and I'm not – I know people would be like, oh, you're pandering to the fans. Like, the fans are the fans. They're going to do whatever the game dictates for them to do. For the majority of the time that I was here in Philadelphia, I got the spattering of booze, which were deserved. We were a bad team. But I also got the jeers and the cheers when we were playing well. You know, so I, I would say to these young players, man, don't worry. And I understand it's hard, it's hard to do because we're all, you know, social media uh, prostitutes, if you will. We all look at social media because it's, it's, it's the world that we live in now. Just do your job, bro. Just go out there and play. That's all you got to do. And I know it's hard, and I, and, and I catch myself doing it from time to time. Try to your best to ignore people. And that, that's me, the pot calling Kettle Black, because I don't know, no, no, ignore anybody. You say something slick to me, I'm, I'm going to say something slick back. But you get where I'm coming from when, when I say this, especially when you're playing at the level that, that you, you should be playing at. Just let it go, man. These fans are going to boo because they, they have been sold a bill of goods that, that, to be honest, haven't lived up to yet. Let me spin a different question off this, because you played a lot of home playoff games, but you also played road playoff games. Mm-hmm. We always think of the road playoff game here as a detriment, as a bad thing, right? It's tough to go on the road and win in the playoffs. But you guys, you did that. I mean, you guys went to Chicago and you won that football game uh, to get to an, an NFC title game in, in that season. Is there something that could be galvanized, like brings you guys together to go win on the road? Is it something like us against the world? Is there something, forget the boo thing at home, just just going on the road in the playoffs, can that kind of bring a team together to, to be can. together? I mean, because it's a hostile environment. I always thrive. I remember playing in the playoff game, we played the Bears. In, in Chicago, and that was the year that, you know, they did the Super Bowl shuffle. Brian Erlach and those guys, they, they were the number two seed that year. And they had the – They Rams were one and they were two. Yeah, yep. they, they were the number two seed. And so everybody thought that they were going to be the team to beat. So we were the upstarts. And I just remember going into that hostile environment. And it was cold. It was really cold. And I remember coming out in that cold weather. And psychologically, we, we – you know, we came out in T-shirts. Whatever we wore in the summertime, we wore in the wintertime. And it was cold. And I remember the, the guys for their team, they were all bundled up. So psychologically, we were playing that game. But to hear those fans yelling and screaming, boo, and all that little stuff, I thrived for that because I knew something that they didn't know. I knew that an ass whooping was coming for their <laughs> Chicago Bears. I knew that. And my teammates knew it. So we were in a situation was like, you know, like when Jalen said, you don't know what you don't know. That was a perfect example of you not knowing what you don't know because this is there's an ass whooping coming, and we're about to administer it, and that's what it was like. You know what's crazy about that day? I just looked up that that playoff game, right? That you guys at the Bears, the the, the day you put Jim Miller into the ground. You know, 
what's crazy is how the future of WIP was all on the field in the NFL that day. So there were two Saturday <laughs> games that day. Two Saturday games in the NFL that day. It was division round weekend, okay? Uh-huh. The first game was the Philadelphia Eagles and the Chicago Bears. In that game, Hugh Douglas and I Grease. Yes. The night game that evening was the Oakland Raiders at the New England Patriots. Our last guest, John Ritchie, playing in the Tuck Rule game. Isn't that that's crazy to me? That the future of the radio station was on two, the field. There were two NFL playoff games in that day, and every day part on WIP right now has a host from those games. Yeah, that's wild. And I tell you, man, I used to love, I used to love going to hostile territories and and having people yelling and screaming at me, obscenities, did not bother me at all. It was kind of like that that old Easy song with people yelling and screaming at me, like we want easy, we want easy. It was the same thing, man. Used to love that. Because, like I said, you didn't know what was coming. I did. I knew what was coming. And so, yeah, that's, that's what I, I enjoyed about it immensely. All right, last one, Hugh and I, to get your take on. So we, we know Jordan Davis, uh, Howard reporter earlier this week, he's been fined for his weight. It's been a problem for him trying to keep it down. Howard also threw this into the mix about Jordan Davis and maybe why he's had some issues here keeping his weight where it needs to be. The other thing I found out, I think his, his mom's here with him. So she feeds him every night, no, too. <laughs> you know, I don't know if that's the reason. So I, I'm disappointed in him to really have pride in what he does. You know, I don't know how much he's getting. It's time to grow up. Yeah, right. Now, I, I, funny, I have a story. I remember my first couple years in the NFL. I had, I had a somewhat of a weight problem. I, I came back to camp. I came back my second year. I was overweight. So much so that I had to stay in New York. And I remember when I, when, I got, when I lost the weight and I got ready for the season, I had a girlfriend at the time that used to cook, like she cooked hearty meals. Like, like she, could, she could cook, like she could cook. And I remember telling her, I'm like, yo, babe, I can't eat like that. You gotta stop cooking these meals. And she used to argue with me like, no, but I gotta, you know, you gotta eat healthy and you gotta eat food and I gotta put food on you, you know, da 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 da. You gotta eat good and whatever like hearty meals. And I broke up with her, Joe, because I was like, you are not working wow. in my favor. Like, you're working against me. Like, and, and, and to be honest, that's why I married the wife that I married because she was, she was in the health. She, like, she, she was a fitness trainer, and she worked out, and she would cook healthier meals. So you got to know, you, you have to know what you got to know, man. You, you, if, if mom's working against you, then mom can't be around. You can't fire mom. But. You could get a nutritionist. There's a lot of nutritionists here in the city that would be that would love to cook healthy meals, tasty meals for Jordan Davis. Of course, I, I think that he's at the point now where he's so used to his mom's cooking, he doesn't realize that that like especially during the course of the year that that could kind of set you back a little bit. So I I found uh, a New York Daily News article about Hugh being overweight with the Jets. <laughs> Kyle, you're going to love this. So just listen to the wording. This is an amazing play on words with the headline they put on the story. Hugh, on his way, like wait, but way, to huge jet defensive about poundage. (laughs) Hugh on his way to huge jet defensive about poundage. A lot of girth. Man, listen. I I, I, I know the story because this was my first year in the NFL, my first offseason. And I was in them streets. I was in them ATL streets, man. And, and I'll never forget it. I was, I was trying to – I was courting this young lady that went to Spelman. Her name was Carla Stokes. She's a doctor now, Dr. Carla Stokes. And we used to go out to eat every night. So I remember after, like, you know, a, a successful courting, I went back to training camp. And Coach Kotai looked at me and was like, 
Oh my God. He said it just like that. What have you been doing? Look at your ass. You're so big. He was like, You're so big. What have you been doing? He's like, Oh no. He's like, and you gotta remember, I was defensive rookie of the year that year. And he was like, No, nah. he was like, No, Hugh. He said, No, no, Hugh. You you can't go home. You got to stay here. And I'll never forget it. Cause this was like before like the whole health the the whole health kit crisis. This was before uh, meal prep. This was before all of that People stuff. People just ate whatever. It, it, like it, I had to take. It, if you look it up, it's an old school diet plan. It was called Definition, and they ordered me a whole kit. I had like bars. I had a regimen where I had to eat. I had the trainer, and the and the and the uh, the uh, the nutritionist at the at the at the uh, at the Jets. They would check and make sure that I ate what I was supposed to eat every day. You must have gave those coaches a heart attack. Man, Here they comes had the defensive a rookie of the year. He's coming Man, in. Man, I was super fat. <laughs> and after that, I was like, dude, I can't do this. And, and Dave Price was the trainer at the time. And he was like, Hugh, I can't tell you what he said, but Hugh, you're so you're fat. You're fat <laughs> as doo-doo. He was like, You're fat as doo-doo. And he ordered this stuff for me, man. And I used to have to eat noodles and take this nasty, this, this nasty protein drink. And I used to eat it with, like, take it with orange juice to try to make it taste better. It was the absolute worst. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a great story. All right. Q&A, of course, always brought to you by. It's brought to you by Mayor Best Home Healthcare. Wrong. If you're... <laughs> Jug that's handle. Not the Jug Handle. I'm sorry, Jug Handle. <laughs> but, no, see, listen. And by the fifth, this is, we, mi- we must have missed the 1230 window. But, okay, the, the sponsored by the Jug Handle. Always good times, great food, and award-winning wings at the Jug Handle Inn. It ain't that funny, Joe. Stop laughing. Um, all right, let, let, we'll come back. Your phone calls, Midday Show, Sports Radio 94 WIP. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's better here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.